Welcome back to another episode of Extra Credit, a weekly podcast from the National Association of Credit Management, where you can expect to hear from different credit professionals each Friday. We'll help you stay informed about the latest in the B2B credit world. My name is Anna Caroline Caruso, NACM's Editor-in-Chief. On this special Industry Insight episode, I have with me Danny Wheeler, who's AR Solutions Strategy Manager at Blackline. Danny, it's so great to have you back with us again. How are you? Uh, good, thank you. Good to be back. There's been talk of a looming recession for nearly a year now. And regardless of whether we actually enter a full-blown recession or not, I think there's no argument that there's current economic turmoil. Now, amid this economic turmoil, an important word comes to mind for businesses, visibility. We spent the last two podcasts talking about the operational aspects of automation. But how does AR automation benefit the business as a whole when it comes to visibility? Good question. I guess if you look at the data that we've talked about in the previous two podcasts, we were kind of looking at what's going through the platform. So, you know, what teams are working with manually today, but not having the time to go back and process. But actually, if you take that at a kind of upper level, what you're getting there is a, a real insight into your customer's behavior with you in terms of how they pay, when they pay, what they pay for, all of the different aspects that then you can build into a into a profile of what that customer looks like. You can start to compare that to other customers in the same industry or in the same geolocation and really start to build up that picture of how your customers look uh, and, and how they work with you. And that's based on how they're actually trading with you not you know essentially kind of i think we mentioned in one of the podcasts about taking data uh, industry data which typically is three or six months not out of date but behind the curve in terms of what's going on and you know with everything that's happening at the minute and rate rises things are changing day to day and that's not reflected in the industry data that people are getting so having that visibility of the operational data that they've processed gives them that here and now view of what their customers are doing and how they're how they're working with them. Yeah, that's a great point. And metrics and data analytics are key in the credit profession, not only to measure department performance, but also to score customers and set credit limits. Can automation make tracking metrics easier? Definitely, yeah. I think it's it's one of those that it helps not only with the metrics that people are capturing today, I guess, that take the time for people to capture the data, download data from an ERP and analyze and, and crunch in a, in a spreadsheet to then present. So we can capture those those metrics just by processing the data. But then we can also start to look at metrics that people try to capture, but take a lot of effort. Things like payment forecasting, for example. So looking at how people have paid, are they predictable? Can we then predict for invoices raised when we expect them to pay rather than you kind of using a set standard terms for everyone? So we can absolutely, one, automate the process, two, in effect, automate the data capture, but then, you know, have the have the machines kind of sat in the background processing all that data to then present it back in a way that is usable straight away and helps you when you're making decisions with with what's going on around you rather than then having to waste time or spend time using someone else's time to go and crunch the numbers to then present it by which point the world's moved on things have changed the data looks different so you automate the process on the one side but then you're automating effectively the, the data capture and then the outcome at the other end as well what does that visibility look like in real terms as i mentioned before you can start to track who pays how they pay when they pay what they're paying for you can start to track their days to pay versus the terms that you've got set against them because you know we see the invoices being raised we see when they're due but then because we see the payment being applied to the platform we see when it's actually paid therefore we can start to build a profile of what a good payer looks like versus a bad payer and you can start to see consistent trends and track that 
you can also then kind of get more into the detail if you like. So if you've got a customer that's paying you at day 32 consistently because they're waiting to be paid before they pay you, that's fine. From a collection strategy point of view, you may change that strategy to not target them until day 33, because if you do it 30 or 31, it's not going to change anything. So that may impact the collection side of things. But then if they uh, have their own set of issues, if you like, or things change, you know, if they slip to start paying you at day 34 or day 35, they're still effectively not far out enough to warrant more of a panic and, and, and kind of a, a flag around the risk. But actually in a manual process, you're never going to see that slip of a few days. But that is, is an early indicator, if you like, that something could be happening with the customer. Therefore, you can automate that task into the workflow to go and, and contact them and be on the front foot. So you get the visibility there. Kind of going on to where it goes next in terms of visibility is you've got digital invoicing, which is more prevalent in the EU, where we're getting uh, a lot more regulation around, you know, from now basically onwards, countries are going to stop accepting PDF emails or PDF um, submission of emails of invoices. It's all going to have to go through these data networks. So they can pro- be properly regulated. But from our point of view, if you if if you consider that what we can start to do then is start track when an invoice is sent when it's opened when it's paid has it been queried how is it being paid all of those different things that kind of feed in to the collections process so we've got the visibility then if you look at all that the detail that i've just talked about there we're starting to profile what customers look like so we can feed that back through to the sales teams then as to here here's the type of customer we should be focusing on these are good payers these are kind of taking products or services from us conversely here is the bad payers here are the ones where we may want to go and shorten their terms because they're not paying us when they said they would or they're taking longer than, than than they've got. So you've got all that visibility alongside all the risk mitigation piece that that I just mentioned there. So it's kind of various kind of facets within the business of, of visibility that you can get just by tracking that, that collections and application process. Technology has developed rapidly in recent years, perhaps because of more reliance on technology due to the pandemic. And artificial intelligence is a hot topic right now. According to an NACME news poll, only 6% of credit departments are currently leveraging AI. What do you see for the future of AR automation? Is it AI or is it something else? I think it's definitely going to have its place. I think with, with that side of things, uh, a lot of people are trying to figure out how to use it. There's a lot of companies kind of putting it into everything. But I think what it will come down to is more more input around that automation piece of contacting customers and, and talking to customers, chatbots, things like that, that are used today, but aren't necessarily going into any great detail. I think you'll start to see that kind of grow in terms of capability so that people don't necessarily need to be talking to customers directly. They can have the chatbots do that, capture the data, allowing the teams to go and do do other things. So I think it's got its place. I think it's just waiting to see how it's going to be used. I think the wider thing around the AR and payment spaces, you know, I mentioned digital delivery of invoices. That's going to be quite a big thing. I think that will eventually come to North America as well. Uh, and we'll follow that kind of EU model of the B2G side of things being sorted and now looking at B2B. In Europe, and I was kind of reading earlier about this around, they've changed the regulations in North America for open banking. So if you think what that means in terms of visibility of customers and and, and payments, um, you won't have to wait then the couple of days for payments to clear. You'll get visibility of that coming in. Digital platforms will be able to see when the payment's made, what people are paying for, the invoice that was linked to it, all that kind of thing. So then what you start to get then is real time. As soon as somebody clicks send to send the payment, it's going to be applied. It's going to be closed off in the invoice and back into the ERP. So it'll bring all that kind of 
process, if you like, from from two or three days waiting for that payment to clear in the banking systems to to near real time. Um, and I think then on top of that, you'll start to build more of an insight into the analytics piece. And I think that's maybe where AI's got more of a more of an input in terms of what we're talking about here is that you know the models and the data that will start to capture around how, how customers are performing and what they're doing will allow then kind of greater processing on that side of things, uh, greater learning, greater outcomes, more trending, better insights into the process as a as a whole. Where typically kind of five or ten years ago, the ERPs weren't too bothered about working with third parties to take data in and out. I think we'll start to see that change, and we are kind of you know seeing that change even with, with say SAP going from ECC six to S four. They're far more open to API connections and data flowing back and forth, so that it will become the the, the system of record, if you like, where, where kind of third party vendors will be able to take that data out process it more efficiently and kind of make more use of modern technology to then put it back in as well. So I think we'll see um, kind of a big step forward there as well. Thanks so much, Danny. I really appreciate your time. Thanks very much. Great to uh, great to chat with you. This is your last chance to participate in the State of AR Automation Survey. The survey closes this Monday, so make sure you take five minutes to complete the survey on our website at NACM.org. That's all for this week's episode of Extra Credit. We'll be back next Friday, but until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. 